0: Well, if you like hearing your name on a podcast, this might just be the episode for you. Pretty much everybody who, uh, well, that's a stretch. There's a lot of people, a lot of people who got a shout out in this episode. So I'm not going to give too many hints. I'm sure you can make your assumptions. It's very career oriented people who have helped each of us. Um, So you might hear your name. So that's worth listening. I know that we gave Penny the dog a shout-out, and we gave Bear Bear a shout-out. So, two dogs that we both admire. I hope you enjoy this one. Make sure to rate it on the Apple Podcast Store, or give me a shout-out, or, like, tap me on the shoulder. Be like, hey man, I listen to your podcast. That is nice. That's pleasant. Like, in-person interactions, that's a good thing. I'm kind of shy sometimes, but, you know... Crack my shell! I dare you. All right. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Lifestyle Chase Season Two. This podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health, wellness, friends, and family. I'm your host, Chris Little. Let's get started. The Lifestyle Chase is brought to you by Yeg Fitness. Yeg Fitness is Edmonton, Alberta, Canada's healthy lifestyle community, creating and supporting active living for all. Check them out online at yegfitness.ca and on social media at yegfitness. You ready for this? Yes. Alright, so welcome to the Lifestyle Chase, episode 64, and I'm here with the one and only Amber Dawn. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. So... How'd your day go today? What did you do at the beginning of the day? When did you wake up? Tell me about your uh, your routine today.
1: Uh, so I actually had a nice holiday Monday. Um, I met up with a couple girlfriends that I lived with and spent most of the day at Evolve North lifting some things up and putting them down.
0: Excellent, excellent. So if you had to like, say you're like the selection panel for roommates, which characteristics would you look for in picking a good roommate?
1: Oh man. Uh, Okay, well, cleanliness and tidiness is very important. Uh, They'd have to be, I guess, respectful of the time that I am at home. So if they work different ship than I do, which I don't spend a lot of time at home. I'm usually at the gym working a lot. So. man this is actually a tough question because i live by myself (laughs) so if i were to have somebody come in here uh definitely i would want them to be clean um not loud preferably a non-smoker that is a major important factor in a roommate and i think somebody that doesn't like to party every weekend i might sound boring but i don't care i'm 28 but i feel like i'm 68 some days
0: (laughs) will people have like their Ways that they got to be where they are And once they figure that out They don't want anybody to mess with it So like Yeah Like if somebody comes in And starts partying That's uh, going to mess with your Your way of uh, Finding your success And your happiness
1: Yes And communication I should definitely say that Communication is key In all aspects of life
0: yeah. If you have a
1: roommate That cannot communicate with you Whether it's just In general Or about any issues That you have living together Well that just creates a bigger issue
0: Communication is key Absolutely. And that goes with like friends, family, dogs, cats, everything. Like on a very, very serious note, the better you are at communicating, the better, the more you get out of life. Absolutely. What's your best, um, your best way to like ice break, break the ice with people?
1: I usually chirp them.
0: (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. In the last two weeks, what's the funniest chirp that you've ever had? That you've delivered
1: the funniest trip that i've delivered in the last two weeks
0: yeah like i'm sure there's been like four it's a good chance you've been spending a lot of time in the gym
1: i trip people on a daily basis there you go
0: so you gotta pick your best one.
1: Oh. okay this might be this isn't two weeks ago but it's the one that's coming to mind um i don't go out very often People are going to listen to this and they're going to think I'm such a dick. (laughs) But I had gone out with uh, a girlfriend and we are at the bar talking to the bartender and we're talking about the gym and he asks lifting questions. And I made a comment that you should probably get back into the gym because you are small.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm an asshole. (laughs) What did... Did he, like, did that hurt his feelings, or did he come back at you with something else?
1: Uh, no, he didn't come back at me with something else. He just kind of nodded and said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like, well, you took it okay. But he was not happy because he stopped serving me drinks. Oh, that, that will happen.
0: <laughs> I was just being honest. It can be very... I was just being honest. Very deflating. And there's nothing <laughs> wrong with
1: being small. There's nothing wrong with that. And... I don't take back what I said. <laughs> so I'm sorry. What bar starting. was that at? Um, it was at Avenue, which I don't go to very often, but my friend is a bouncer at Avenue, so we went to hang out, I guess. Sweet. And yeah, so that happened.
0: <laughs> That's fair. It's understandable. So if you would were to describe yourself as a trainer, what would be five points, like five bullet points to describe yourself?
1: Five bullet points to describe myself. Uh, passionate. Definitely passionate. Uh, committed. Um, I want to say I'm aggressive, but I'm aggressive in all aspects of life too. But I'm aggressive towards... I don't like excuses. Um, I think anybody can achieve anything they set their heart and mind to. And if you're gonna work with me, we're gonna work hard. And so I would say I'm aggressive in that matter, if that makes sense.
0: Yep.
1: Fourth and fifth, as a trainer. Compassionate, and oh man, number five.
0: Relatable. I like that. So what makes you relatable?
1: I think the fact that I'm quite transparent with the majority of people, um, I I am very open about my struggles, uh, whether it's with my eating disorders that I've talked about, whether it's with just life struggles or even like lifting struggles. Like I, I remember what it was like to be a beginner. Um, I still struggle every day with my training, and I would say that that just being transparent in general helps people relate to you. I don't like to hide anything. If somebody comes to me with something, um, I'm very, I'm able to open up and express my own, I guess my own struggles to help them understand that you're not alone. Yeah. If
0: that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um,
1: that's, that's one of the biggest things. Like if, Personal training and working with people is a very emotional thing. And if they feel like they can relate to you or you can relate to them, then your relationship can grow with that client and then they'll stick with you.
0: Yeah. So let's take a time machine to five years ago. What was life like for you five years ago?
1: 2014. Um, I was coming to the end of a long-term relationship. I was in a seven-year relationship. <laughs> now I'm 28. That's ridiculous. Um, I just kind of started in the gym. 2014, August 2014, is actually when I started working with Anthony Harder. He was my first personal trainer. Um, I consider him my first, I did have one before, but she wasn't a very great trainer. So Anthony is what kind of kickstarted it for me. I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism in 2014 and uh, I had to sit long and hard with myself and kind of come to terms with the crap that I had done to my body Um, I gave myself hypothyroidism basically Um, put on 40 pounds in four months because my hormones basically decided to go against me and I Walked into World Health one day and I was like, I just want to learn how to lift and I want to do it right. I don't care about fat loss. I just want to get strong. Yeah. And walk Anthony Harder. And it all changed from there.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. So if you, what would be the differences in how you described yourself then versus how you describe yourself today?
1: Confidence. I would say confidence is the biggest, biggest change. Um, obviously that, that can come with age too but uh, I walked into the gym or I just like walked around in life at that time very enclosed I didn't know how to be me at all um, I dedicated myself to the person I was with so I had no idea who Amber was and. I slowly started to kind of like peel away layers year after year. And me today, of course, I still have confidence issues. I'm, I still have insecurities. But I'm very comfortable with the person that I am today. I'm very, very comfortable.
0: So if you had like, because a lot of people have like sort of self-affirmations or just things that they say to themselves, kind of like hype. What what's your most effective hype? Like if you're in a you're having a shit day, what pulls you out? What kind of thing that you would describe yourself as?
1: Um, so there's like a. It's actually I have it on my belt, my lifting belt, um, and the meaning has kind of changed. Over the years, but then again, it hasn't. Um, I got the words "never sell put on my belt, and. Back then, I got it on my belt simply because, uh, I was a fan of Dana Lynn Bailey and Rob Bailey and they kind of, I guess, live by that term. Um, it was on a lot of their stuff. They, I think Rob Bailey and the Hospital Standard had a song. Uh, but as I got older and kind of went through life, it was just, I just kept learning like, okay, never settle for anything less than what you are truly worth and what you feel that you are worthy of. It all comes down to you. Nobody can tell you what you're worth. Nobody can tell you that this is what you should settle for. And you should just simply never settle for anything at all. Um, I think we can always continue to grow, continue to be better, and if we decide to settle with life, then what are we doing? So, if I'm not happy with something, but it might be easy to go down that route rather than go the difficult route, I just tell myself, you're not going to settle for that. Whether it's like a boy or a job or um, an offer that might come in, anything. You know there's something better out there for you. If this isn't what's going to truly make you happy, if you're not going to be satisfied with this, walking away from it,
0: don't settle. I like that when's the most recent time that you've had to really pull that.
1: So I competed back in August, and it was actually a very difficult competition. Uh, the prep leading up to it was really, really difficult. Um, there was a lot of emotional aspects, and I wanted to pull out probably every week. and I just kept telling myself all the time. This might not be something that you wanted to do, but you're not going to settle for anything less than a bigger total or you being satisfied that you still did the meat. It was like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't not do it. I had to prove to myself that I was strong enough to pull through and do it regardless. And uh, I would say that is the most recent time that I didn't settle for anything than what I knew I could achieve at that time.
0: It's good. And it's good, like, self-awareness. Like, sometimes we're not enlightened enough to sort of, like, know what we're capable mm-hmm. of. Like, we're just always selling ourselves short. Um, what was your sort of TSN turning point where you found more of what you had for potential? Like, what, what enlightened you the most?
1: In general? Like, in life? Yeah. Like, oh, geez. Um... I think I guess feedback I started getting feedback from people Um, today a lot of our lives are on social media right we can't deny that and I just became more and more open on social media um, opening up about my struggles and like really my social media was just uh, it started with lifting and life and then it grew into Something where I guess I Just wanted to uplift people somehow Um, If my message could reach someone and it could help change their day from bad to good, then I'm going to Speak about it. Totally. And I started getting feedback, I guess through social media and a part of me kind of realized that Maybe there was more to this Maybe I should share more and when it comes to personal training, um, I remember I told myself I was never going to do it. I remember telling Anthony that I will never do what you do. And the more I started loving training and wanting to help people, the more that changed But I went down the route of I don't want to just help people get physically strong. Like, there's something that I want to do with people emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. Because I've gone through some really shitty, dark times, and I didn't really have anybody to help change my life um, and help me realize that there are better things out there. Um, And I'm going to bring them up like probably more than once, but like, Anthony really helped me realize that there was more potential out there for me. And, um, that's kind of when it all clicked. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And it's going to be less about changing people physically and more about helping them change in those other aspects, because that's where I grew the most. It's not about the physical. It's not about that, like picking weight up. It's about what goes on in my heart in my head and in my soul. And I want to give that to other people.
0: Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I think that's a lot of people's style and different uh, personality types have different ways of expressing that. Some people are more closed off and they're just like, Oh no, like we're uh, looking to be healthy and fight osteoporosis and all these other like, like tangible things because mm-hmm. emotions are really hard to describe. And it you can be perceived as being like weak for talking about emotions, but when it comes yeah. down to it, like the, the better you can articulate and express emotions, the more like self-aware you are, and at the end of the day, the more resilient and strong you are. Mm-hmm. What was the toughest obstacle that you faced in the year 2019?
1: Oh, jeez, <sighs> The year 2019 has seemed to be one of relationships, and I mean relationships as a whole. Um, I am a very all-in person and that goes with friendships uh, relationships I'm just all-in regardless um I'm gonna be your number one cheerleader um your best friend your biggest supporter um and I've gained some solid relationships but I've also um been through some really poor relationships this year and um that has been very hard um it's hard to invest yourself into people um and either be like taken for granted or basically not treated the way that you would treat somebody else and that that's very hurtful Mm -hmm. um so i would say that's probably the biggest challenge i've been through in 2019 but at the end of the day there's always lessons yeah. And um, I'm only gonna leave
0: the year stronger because of it. So it's kind of funny because I was gonna be like, but life throws you lessons and you already <laughs> articulated it. And I was like, ah, oh, she's on point. She's she knows the path, she knows the next thing. How would you describe that lesson? Like if you were writing your book, your like biography or whatever they would call it if you're writing it for yourself, in any case, what would how would you describe it?
1: How would I describe that lesson? Um...
0: Just, like, you're trying to save somebody else from that trouble. And everybody has to kind of grow through what they go through. Yeah. But you had some takeaways.
1: Well, the takeaway from, I guess, the lesson would be, um... Amber needs to get harder. <laughs> <laughs> um... I have a, I have a hard time, I guess, putting myself first. Yeah. And saying no. So I guess the lesson that... One of the lessons, because there's multiple, but one of them is simply, like, you come first. Totally. And if said relationship is not... I want to use the word benefiting you then you need to look at that relationship and is there something you can do to fix it or do you need to cut it off and it can be very hard to cut off a relationship whether it is like your your spouse your partner or it's a friendship like none of them are easy but if you are not feeling good in this relationship you gotta put your foot down and say enough is enough and I need, and I'm still learning how to do it, but that was one of the lessons that I I need to learn and continue to learn, um, and I've definitely gotten better. Another one is red flags. If there's somebody that walks into your life and you start getting all those red flags coming up, don't ignore them. That's your intuition. That's your intuition, and your (laughs) intuition is, like, never really wrong, so, um, yeah, those two lessons for
0: sure. Totally. And it segues into boundaries so like boundaries are something that can be taken on any level so like personal professional with a dog with a cat like say because we want to make this as relatable as possible to anybody Mm -hmm. say I am allergic to cats well my boundaries would be like if I get too close with cats that is going to mess up my life so I have to set my boundaries and cats can't get too close I can't spend too much time with cats and it's nothing personal with that cat but for me to be whole, healthy and whole and just thriving, I need to set that boundary. That's correct. Boundaries are... I struggle
1: with boundaries. It's tough. So. I
0: think a lot of people do, and especially, like, empath personality types. Mm-hmm. But it's that whole, like, the more you know about yourself, the more empowered you are. So knowing that you have requirements that need to be, like, you have boxes that you need to check. And I like to kind of reflect on those as, like, are our uh, core values yeah. so our things and those are the things are or non-negotiables and it's like those are buzzwords everybody really likes to just drop those words like like crazy but the things that you can't be without in a week and if somebody takes you further away from those then that's no good so you draw your boundaries and you're like oh, no you can't you, you take me further away from my non-negotiables with that being said what are your non-negotiables? What are your things that in every week have to happen to make you feel joyful and happy and just freaking awesome?
1: Uh two things for sure. I need to lift and I need to sleep. Totally. <laughs> Those are good ones. Yeah, I, I go to bed at the same time every night and I'm getting my eight hours. Um otherwise I'm a miserable human being. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm competitive right now, so sleep is very important for my recovery. Um and when I got into personal training, um, training myself was one thing I refused to give up. Um, I've seen a lot of trainers come in um, and they just, all they do is train people all day. But training for me is, it's therapeutic. It's what I really love to do. And if you give up that one thing you love to do, you're not going to be good for your clients. So those are two things that I definitely need um, within my week. Um, I need communication with my friends for sure um love talking to my friends whether it's just brief and oh, what else i get my ice cream once a week i need that on friday or saturday so that that's become a nice little thing that i require once a week that
0: i've started to enjoy <laughs> it's legit it's like like a jet plane needs jet plane fuel and yeah. you need ice cream
1: yeah Yeah, and I don't get pizzas often, but, like, that would be pretty sweet to do that once
0: (laughs) time, too. (laughs) I ordered pizza for the first time in, like, a year and a half last night. I was like, oh, man, that was something else. It's not like I don't eat the pizza. I just haven't ordered it delivered to my door in a long time.
1: Well, neither had I. Like, I did the same thing. So after my last competition, I ordered pizza for the first time in my apartment by myself. like, this is
0: glorious. Yeah. (laughs) It was really cool because, like, my background, I used to eat a lot of ordered in pizza. Yeah. And I'd have beer kicking around the house. And that's kind of what led me to have the life lesson that, hey, I have potential that's untapped and I'm really, like, letting that go by the wayside because I'm not self aware enough to realize that there's more to life than uh, numbing away an unfulfilling job with beer and pizza. That's, mm-hmm. like, the. Long story short of it. Yeah. And so then the order that pizza is, ooh, this is nice, but nice in moderation. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, it would be nice to do it all the time, but it, then it can become kind of an issue well, if yeah. that's what you're doing all the time.
0: But that goes with, with anything, because it's not necessarily, because like, people are like, no, don't call a food a bad food. It's just, it's food. Mm-hmm. But like, I could be like, oh well, I'm gonna have some some raw peas and I'm gonna have some kale. Well, if I ate a whole bunch of that stuff all the time, I would have health problems just the same oh, yeah Different. there's, there's orthorexia yeah it's
1: having a disordered eating where you all you do is eat too healthy yeah
0: so like too much of anything is bad to be to be quite honest yeah um, with respect to you being a trainer now. And then five years ago, you were walking into World Health looking for a trainer. What would happen if there, there was future Amber and past Amber and they met each other? Would you be able to train your past self or would it take somebody else to train your past self? Would you scare your past self with all the yelling? <laughs> <laughs> Lift it up! <laughs>
1: there's still some of that old Amber, that younger Amber, um, could I train my younger self? You know, I, I don't think so. I I honestly don't. And I know there were times where like, I'm sure Anthony won't just strangle me (laughs) and I'm very grateful that he did not, but Anthony was very tough love which I am also tough love. I'm, I'm a little softer. Maybe that just comes from being a female. I'm, I, I, I don't know, I'm a little more emotional. Um, but I need that tough love. And um, I think there, there are parts of me that could have worked with my older self, I guess younger self. But I, I think I would've just wanted to, again, strangle myself. <laughs> Because there's, there's so much, like, from the outside looking in, like, me in those years, I look back and I'm like, what were you doing? Like, there, there was so much that you shouldn't have been doing, that you could have walked away from, like, why were you still in that relationship, and why were you doing this and that, and I'm a very stubborn person, so it would be, like, two, um, and I'm just gonna I'm an Aries, so it would be, like, two rams, like, button heads all the time. <laughs> So I, I just I don't think it would have worked out all the time. No.
0: I think that's a conclusion a lot of people can come to, and that's why it is so great. Like I have reflected on like the role of technology in society a lot lately because everybody feels like they're really connected, mm-hmm. but they're not really yeah. connected. And so forming bonds with people, at your workplace, in the gym, whatever it takes, where you're able to just, like, put your shit on the table. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. And meet you where you're at. Like, that is important. Yeah. And so that's kind of what happens. Like, you went to the gym, you put your shit on the table, Anthony was like, yeah, okay, okay, we, we, we can work with that. Mm-hmm. And, like, not all of it is going to match up, but enough of it matches up that you both walk away better. Like, he would have been a better trainer for having trained you. Right and you're a better human for having been trained by him yeah. and you both walk away with something something better and it's kind of like you briefly alluded to your previous trainer and like this is going to happen like not everybody's going to click mm-hmm. but like it didn't match you didn't become a better client they didn't become a better trainer hopefully they found somebody where they became a better trainer and That's they right. found what what they like yeah. and it's it's neat because then the more of these connections that you can make in your life the more you adapt and evolve and become a better person, which is, like, one of my favorite things about a podcast is because, like, I'm just, like, hacking my way into other people's lives. I'm like, haha, I am doing the self-development of myself by talking to people for at least, like, an hour a week, if not more. Yeah, It's, like, the coolest, coolest hack. And that's why on my social media I'll be like, you gotta, like just plan like a coffee with somebody or like just go shoot the shit with somebody because honestly it is so important for mental health and we're excusing it because we have the social media where we can just like send somebody a dm and be like oh just checking in on you hoping you're okay and it's like they send the three heart emojis and they're like i'm doing just fine but they're not really or if they were it's not giving them like there's We chatted a bit off air about energy and stuff. And it's a real thing. Like some people have good energy. Some people not so great energy. And you you have to be open to experiencing all the energy. But aware of like you say the red flags. Mm -hmm. And like the boundaries. So you let the good energy in. You set your boundaries for the bad energy. Learn from it. um, Learn to like work with it. Because inevitably in life... Like some people are just wired certain ways. You can't really just change who they are. No. But you can change who you're surrounded by in order to thrive. Because if you're surrounded by people who don't let you thrive, that that's your environment. It's going to affect all your outcomes. It's not good. That's poo-poo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you don't get to choose the people that you're around all the time either. So you need to be able to... We said adapt. You have to adapt to all these different energies.
0: You got to navigate the landscape of people.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different people up there.
0: Totally. <laughs> so I want to know about like three people that you admire, look up to, or whatever you want to say. But three people and why. What What stands out about them for you? They don't have to be local. It can be if you look up to, like, The Rock, you mention The <laughs> Rock.
1: Whatever you got to do. Oh, wow. Um, there's, I mean, I'm just trying to run through the list of people that I follow closely or pay attention
0: to. That's
1: a loaded question.
0: I got all kinds of crazy good questions. <laughs>
1: um, I think first and foremost... Um, He's not around anymore, but my my dad was someone that I really still look up to, still admire. Um, He died in 2011, and he was the kind of person that was always there for people. Whenever they needed him, he was there. Um, He would drop everything and help family, friends. Um, He'd work multiple hours of overtime just because because he was asked to, because he knew it would be beneficial, um, not only to his status, but to the company that he was working for. Um, and he he raised me in a way where well, my dad was my best friend. He believed in me and knew that I could do anything I wanted. And in the back of my mind, whenever I'm struggling, it's it's I think about my dad and like I if he could believe that I could do this, then I can believe that I can do this. And he was just my number one fan in anything I did. He taught me a lot of really valuable lessons that I'm just kind of learning now. But he is the one person in my life that I definitely admire. Um, and I will say my mom, too. Um, and these might be obvious answers, but my mom and I don't have like the tightest relationship but I definitely admire her for what she has gone through and what she did for me um, growing up and especially as a little girl. And um, there's, I think, things that we want to take away from our parents and things that we don't want to take away. Um, But my mom is loved by a lot of people because the type of woman she is, the type of friend she is. She's a very caring and giving person and if if i can be like that then i'm totally satisfied with that so that's two people and i'm sorry if they're obvious a lot of people probably think well mom and dad but um off the top of my head i would say those two and a third oh man that is a tough one trying to think of some I guess, uh, so there's, there's, there's a, an athlete. Um, her name is Christy Siné. Her, she's Christy Creams on Insta. She's been probably one of my favorites for a little bit. She's strong as hell. Um, she kind of got into strong man a little bit here a while back too. And, uh, she's going to nationals. Um, she's all about Uplifting women and strength is beautiful. And this, this this all sounds like super corny and super cheesy, but like, I just love what she stands for. Um, I really admire the work that she does. I admire her transparency, uh, pardon me, transparency. I admire how just like she's kind of just like hard as fuck, just like you're gonna like what I have to say, or you're not gonna like what I have to say, but I don't really care because I'm gonna say it. And uh, there's a lot more women out there that are starting to be like that because we, I mean women were pushed down for many generations. We were allowed to speak our minds and now women are kind of coming out and just being like, fuck that. I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to say how I feel and you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. And you can think I'm a bitch for it, but that's, that's your problem. So, and I, I totally admire that. And that is the type of woman that I very much want to be.
0: So. That was awesome. And like you say, like so many people think talking about their parents is cliché. I think it's a great characteristic and I think a lot of people tend to to answer that way and like that's parents have kids because they want their legacy to continue and they're putting everything that they have into their kids and so for a kid to sort of see that in their parents is pretty cool I like that
1: I think my mom would probably be a little shocked hearing that (laughs) because like I said our our relationship is not It's not the greatest. She's not my best friend. Like, I would love to be best friends with my mom, but we just don't have that relationship. But I do love my mom, and I'm, like... I admire a lot of qualities about her, and she has has been amazing in a lot of different ways, so I 100% appreciate her. And as I said, I would love to take away some qualities from her and be like her in different ways.
0: Yeah. That's, like... That's perspective, because, like, it's... Not everything's a fairy tale. And... I never want to paint that picture because, like, I always, there's so many different dynamics to family, and I always like to outline that, like, just because I ask about a person's family, too, is, like, you still have, like, friends that are, like, family. Like, Absolutely. I can't count on one hand how many friends that I have that feel more like siblings yeah. than friends, which is neat because when you're seeing it that way, you're fostering those good, like that good communication. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not just going to excuse yourself to be able to like DM a friend that you consider family. Like if they're in trouble or if they're feeling down, you like get in the car or you get on the scooter and you go over there. I yeah. said scooter. Cause like there's scooters <laughs> all over town. It's just like,
1: scoot, scoot, I'm on my way. It's the easiest way to get around now.
0: Have you tried one of those scooters? I have not. I have also not. I don't plan to. I have nothing against them. But it's just walk. like yeah, like walking is cool. What's the furthest distance in Edmonton that you've had to walk? And I don't need to know the context, just the distance.
1: Well, I have to give you the context because I don't know the distance. Okay. <laughs> um, I I used to work um, International Beauty Services, which I believe is on 149th. It's right by the Space and Science Center, so the Tells World of Science. Yeah. And I lived on 82nd Street over by the Coliseum, let's say that, to kind of give you a general idea of where that is. I walked from work to home. So, Tell Us World of Science all the way to, say, like Rexall Place. Yeah. I made the decision, it was a nice day, that I'm going to walk home.
0: (laughs) Did you learn some life lessons on that walk?
1: Um, I learned that wearing flats
0: is really stupid. <laughs> oh, that's a lay right
1: meet there. <laughs> and it was the middle of summer and I was in like black tights, like legging tights. And it was very, I just wanted to be in shorts really badly.
0: But it was all in daylight? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It that's was good. like middle of the day. I wouldn't make that decision in the middle of the night. No. The would night.
0: you Would you walk that walk in daylight again today? oh yeah oh okay yeah why not but probably not in flats
1: nope nope I would probably wear a pair of vans or something a little bit more comfortable rather than like those ballet flats that are really awful for your feet
0: yeah so hmm interesting what was what was life like working it was like an international beauty store
1: yeah so it was um, basically um, it's a place where estheticians or hairdressers go and they they pick up their supplies so, so it's like not the a, it's
0: princess auto for people who do like girly things
1: kind of but it's not open to the public you have to actually have ah. like your say let's call it a red seal anybody that's listening to this that does hair or does that will understand what that is but like you can just walk in off the street it's, yeah. not, it's not like a Sally Beauty where they do sell to the public it, it was just you had to actually have your I cannot remember what it's called but you had to have your seal um To actually be a hairdresser or an esthetician or like a massage therapist to shop there.
0: So what inspired you or led you to work there?
1: Uh, Quite frankly, I just needed a job.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that happens. It's interesting. What was your favorite thing about working there? Because like, no matter what the job is, no matter how much we enjoyed it or disliked it, there's always going to be one little thing that was a takeaway. That was a positive.
1: I actually really enjoyed working there because I loved learning about. Um, well, I liked learning about coloring of hair, like the process of hair coloring, or um, when it came to like manicures or pedicures. Just the, there's science behind it, and I always found that very intriguing. Mm. Um, so I did actually enjoy learning. We were allowed to actually go to classes that some of the hairdressers would put on or the stylists. I'm totally butchering this, but there was classes that were educational classes that were put on and we were allowed to attend. So it was anything that I could learn. Um, I was totally down to do.
0: So. And it's undeniable that it would help you as a trainer, but how would you describe how it helped you as a trainer today?
1: I uh, while being in customer service, you're working with people all the time. i face different people. Um, But I worked in customer service previous to that. I worked in Starbucks for about four years um, and that was much more customer service than anything. And I would totally go back and do it again if I ever had the chance.
0: But I also look at the point, like we've talked about people are self-conscious and I think everybody on earth is self-conscious. I talked to some people about how they express how self-conscious they feel and they downplay themselves. I'm like, look, like, you just told me somebody you look up to. Let me tell you something. They are as self-conscious or more Uh self-conscious and they just went through more shit. And so they have the tools in their toolkit to battle that at a more rapid pace. So working in an industry that is, in some cases, in some cases you're, like, highlighting the things that you're really proud of in some cases you're masking things that you're not proud of there's so many dynamics to it but it's going to teach you so much about like self-consciousness and stuff like that how do you apply that to your training
1: i suppose when you look at it it was a very it's a very image driven uh place to work i suppose you're dealing with image head to toe um going from that and what i can take away from that and how it can make me a better trainer i guess um Well, the kind of people that I got to see on a regular basis were very, uh, let's let's Put together? Put together, very, oh man, this is going to be a bad term, I think, but almost like pretentious in a way.
0: That, that might sound really, really bad, but... Um, I feel like you have a way to make it sound much lighter.
1: Very... No, I don't really. Okay. The, some of the people that I dealt with... Because they're not all like this, but some of the people that I had to work with on a regular basis walked around like their shit didn't stink. And I'm sorry, but everybody's shit stinks. Oh, yeah. And um, going from that, which can be very difficult people, like... Or entitled. There's like an entitlement almost. Um, I'm gonna have people that work in the salons hate me and never want to do my hair, <laughs> which is why I don't get it cut. Well oh,
0: I feel like.
1: But I'm totally t- coming off the wrong way. Um, you're 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 dealing with a lot of insecure people that say like had stuff done to their face so they're constantly focused on the exterior and that was that could be draining Yeah. because I don't put emphasis on the exterior as much as I do the interior so I, I guess the takeaway from that would be like this is so not important um, like I'd rather invest my money in working with the trainer than doing my hair or my nails or my eyelashes all the time let's put it that way Yeah. So, but I still don't take, like, take back anything I did say, (laughs) because there's a lot of people, like, that come off that way when they are so focused on the exterior, but really, they're dealing with a lot of insecurities.
0: Well, I think it's important to talk about that, because it's kind of like, it's a little bit with, like, what a person does to the energy in a room, and... For someone who is looking to make changes in the gym, a lot of that stems from their Mm self-image. And self-image can be changed more in like the little actions that you take for yourself than like actions in like how you treat yourself, how you talk about yourself, how you, the effort that you put in, the potential that you see. And that's what like creates a strong person. Like a strong person isn't necessarily like, oh man, I've never seen that person crack. I've never seen them cry. I've never seen them upset. Like a strong person is to be able to express that in in whatever way seems natural and be unwavering in that and then continuing on. Right. And so you saw a lot of people that would seem like, oh, well, that person is there. You can't crack them. They're bulletproof. Their shit don't stink. That is strength, but then you're able to go into the personal training industry to be able to show people what strength really is Mm -hmm. in that when, when you're able to like be like, look, like I had some shitty shit happen and that's like the most I've ever said shit in the podcast. (laughs) Woo, new record. So being able to overcome these things, (laughs) express those things, have like your little words that you reflect on when times get tough like that that is strength and then people when they're drawing their boundaries because every client that you work with you want to set them up with the tools to succeed right and so you don't want to send them off with no toolbox and be like oh well if you uh brush up your makeup and you wear nice new clothes then you'll be good you'll be set and you lost your weight you're set you're good to go it's more so like you want to instill in them The self awareness to know how to navigate all of the ebbs and flows of life and how to be like strong both mentally and physically Mm -hmm. to have this product of self awareness in which they will know what their boundaries are. Right. Because just like you have your stuff that you navigate, I have stuff that I navigate. We both have like our ups and downs in the year 2019, but we have that self awareness that we walk away from, we have those lessons that we learn from we want to instill that in our clients as well, which is neat. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, I ramble. I ramble a lot. but
1: so No, I, I do, too. And I can, like, go on. And Instagram doesn't have enough time in the stories for my rambles sometimes.
0: Well, you, you get the special app, and then it lets you put in longer stories. <laughs> well, don't tell <laughs> me that. But having
1: been in that industry that y- you very much... Uh, you kind of explained it how I was trying to explain it. Like the people that I dealt with weren't they that's not how they were, it was what they gave off.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like people put on an app to make themselves seem confident and you saw some, people
0: that forgot their toolbox at home. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And if I had time to sit down with some of these people, they would let that wall maybe come down and you would see that they are not actually like that but that is just how they come off to hide their insecurities and with what we do as trainers we want to break that wall down and and see the insecurities of people and show them that those insecurities aren't necessary
0: yeah and help build them back up but it's neat because like there's still people that are navigating their own like their own journey Mm -hmm. And they'll see exhibit A, which you described walking into a beauty salon of this person that everything seems happy. Is that my greatest path to joy? I think so. That's what it looks like. It looks like they're happy. So I will just go directly to that. Like you see the weight loss challenges. And yeah. Get your beach body. and Like that beach body bullshit. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> if you got a body, you go to the beach. No, exactly. And it's just happiness comes from something much more than that end goal, that exterior, like no amount of like, Becky Sue lost 20 pounds Mm -hmm. in two weeks. That's not joy. That is probably a lot of water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like they, I don't know that their toolbox is full of all the things that they need in life.
1: But I want to reiterate that there's also nothing wrong with wanting to take care of yourself on the outside like aesthetically oh, yeah. and, and and like if you want to get your eyelashes done if you want to take care of your hair um and get it styled if you want to wear makeup to the gym it, like if that's what you like to do then do that Hundred percent. i was someone that like i went barefaced all the time i still go barefaced but like i now like i wear a little bit of mascara every day because like it does make me feel better and also helps me be a little bit more Presentable on the job, so if people see me in the gym. Like I, I, look more prepared. I guess as a trainer, you know, because I'm coaching people during certain hours, and then I'm also training myself. So I have to look a certain way almost all the time, and people that want to look a certain way, that's on them. That's there's nothing wrong with that.
0: I like I completely agree, and on the the basis that like. These people that are preparing themselves, like, or that's a weird way to put it, preparing themselves. People who are uh, getting their makeup done, or if it's a dude, like the person that, like, gets that edge on their beard just right, mm-hmm. or does their hair just super tight and it looks great, that's good. But I, like, we both have this overarching desire to make a person more bulletproof so we're cool if the bullet looks shiny but we want it to be effective yeah. like we want people to go out and be movers and shakers in the world yeah and it doesn't matter if the mover and shaker looks glamorous we want it to be effective mm-hmm. and because i there's so many like great great trainers out in the world that are so well put together and so many like clients like i have a client she's a makeup artist And she always is quite well put together. And yeah, like that's great. That's a special skill. And my role is to make it so that if anybody tries to like mess with her mentally or physically, she has all the tools in her toolkit to be like, I'm looking good and you can't mess with me and I can lift this stuff up.
1: I immediately thought of, um, I, I can't remember what they're actually called, but like those, I think the Ukrainian or Polish eggs. Oh, yeah. That are all painted pretty on the outside, but they're completely hollow on the inside. I don't know why that came to mind, but it's like, you can look great on the outside, but if there's nothing on the inside to help you when somebody comes to crack you, yeah. what do you have?
0: Totally. And that comes down to how well we know ourselves and how good our roster is around us. Mm -hmm. Like, you become the people that you are surrounded by. Yes. So we've talked about people that you look up to. Let's quickly point out like five people that you are surrounded by, like your entourage, that like they are your ride or die kind of people.
1: Wow. Oh, there's been people that I've been surrounded by for a few years now and some people that I've just met. Um, I just wanna bring up Evolve Downtown, first of all the people that I get to work around every day are such solid human beings. And I am so incredibly grateful that I get the opportunity to work with the people that I do. Like I never thought in a million years that I would be a part of such a cool family. Um, like some of the OG trainers that we have there and even the new ones that we're getting to know, it's like, those people are my family. And there's a number of them, so like five doesn't work. Yeah. But they... I wouldn't be doing what I am doing still if I didn't have the support from those people. So, uh, like, trainers downtown, people that work downtown, they are incredible. And like, the Evolve family as it is, I've met a lot of other trainers from the other Evolves, like, you're Evolve South now, um, Andrew Coates from Evolve South, uh, Michael of Evolve South. Um, North, there's Jordan Taylor, who actually goes back to World Health Clairview days when I was working with Anthony and like Jeremy Bell, and like been surrounded by some pretty amazing people for a long time. And they have also like inspired me to keep doing what I'm doing. So there's like, I don't know how many people, 20 people, let's say around there. It's quite a few people.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah. What I like to see is you talked about a lot of people and I think about where they're at in their careers. They're freaking killing it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, it's Michael Dietrich is uh, appearing on TV. I don't yeah. know when that's going to come up.
1: Mike, When did that happen? Like, So I went on the first hike with Mike as a spur of the moment thing with a girlfriend. And I had no idea who the heck he was. <laughs> I, I didn't know that he had been on um, Andrew and Dean's podcast. And I'm like, oh, this guy looks familiar. But... I don't know, I have no idea who he is. One of the coolest p- people I've ever met. Very real He's dude. like crushing it. Yeah. It's like, this. he just blew up in the last, that's a year.
0: And the crazy thing is, like, I've had the opportunity to really dive down the rabbit hole with a lot of, like, Edmontonian people where it's like, oh yeah, man, like it just took off. It's just like, they put in a few years and it just, like, took off from there. But, like, if you look at Mountain Mike's old stuff, yeah. like... He's been plugging away, putting out useful information for years. He's put in the time, put in the time. And like finally after years and years of putting in the time, he finally like got something from all that hard work. And yeah. just, it doesn't show you that some people get lucky. It shows you that hard work and consistency pays off, but you have to like through all the tough times because everybody that I know that has had a big win has had to overcome some really heart wrenching stuff.
1: And I've spent some time with Mike, and he's definitely, like, if anybody's talked to him, he's been through some shit. Yeah. And he isn't where he is today just because it was handed
0: to him. Yeah, he earned it. Yeah. And like, he is someone that I respect quite a bit. I always look forward to seeing him in and around the gym because like, he has a good aura. Yeah. A it's good energy. Great energy. Yeah. Yeah. I wish you would bring Bear Bear more often but that's just wishful thinking (laughs)
1: well maybe he'll listen Mike bring Bear Bear more often just for Chris
0: please please
1: (laughs) (laughs) and if you do let me know and I'll come by
0: also because I love and Miss Bear Bear a lot totally and then Andrew Coates T Nation author now right yeah I
1: mean he comes from the old world health days and he's just exploding doing his own podcast like him, and Dean, and T-Nation, and what else is he doing? I mean, he's kind of running the show. He's and-
0: building his online business. Yeah. He's drinking Giant's milk. It seems to be paying off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, And he's just your big old red-headed troll.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean
1: that in the nicest way.
0: <laughs> but I mean, like, when you walk somewhere fast, you kind of, like, poop a little bit. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to Costco with him
0: and nobody with (laughs) us no what was his like costco haul like like was it a full shopping cart
1: oh yeah always the same thing too though i mean like i'm very much the same but yeah you got your greek yogurt you got your turkey ground turkey uh eggs and ice cream yeah he liked his ice cream but like for a guy that big he needs to eat a lot of calories oh for sure was ice cream in his shakes every morning. I don't know if he's released that little secret, but uh, it's a helped. little bit of ice cream. Sorry, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> I learned a lot living with him, but uh, he's, yeah, definitely one of my favorite people, best friends. Yeah, and he's done so well. Very proud of him.
0: And then Anthony Harder is moving to Australia. Did he move already, or is he in the process of that? I think today's the second. I know he's
1: gone... I think he's actually fine now today. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I like. He is the one person that I pretty much follow a lot and almost everything to for where I'm at today. And I've said it in posts before. I have told him that, like, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for him. He's a pretty big part of my life. Yeah. I'm very grateful. He's a good dude. Yeah. Smart. Super smart. I think too smart for some good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we got Dean Guido. We can't not give him oh, a shout out. Oh, Mr. That's Dean Guido.
1: Dean and Penny. <laughs> yeah, can't can't leave Penny out of it.
0: Oh, totally. Like, Penny's smart. Penny's very smart. Yeah. But
1: Dean has uh, made some big leaps for himself.
0: Super yeah. cool to see. And then for him, it's just like a person might see his career as a trainer move really fast. But then all that time that went into it. Before, Yeah. Like, the life experience really, really amounted to something huge. Yes. And just the relevant university education that he had.
1: Yeah. Being a teacher, like, the carryover into what he does now is impeccable. So, it's it's really cool to be where I'm at and to know so many people for so many years and to kind of see them explode into what they're doing now. Like known Anthony for years, um, Andrew just a couple of years now, but like Jeremy Bell, who's now in Kelowna doing his own thing, we go back to World Health Days, and like I mentioned Jordan Taylor, like World Health Days, like that's four or five years now under under their belt, and it's just really cool to now kind of be a part of that, yeah. and like Dean, I saw him compete for the first time at GPC Nationals in 2016, and like he just... Was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And now I know him, and he's just such a cool dude. Doesn't scare me anymore. <laughs> Did
0: he stick his tongue out when he lifted?
1: Uh, he was probably the most vascular one there, <laughs> and he has a picture of him deadlifting, and it's just like veins. Oh, it's every- that picture. Yes, it's yeah. that picture. Yeah. And so yes, he was terrifying. Yeah. Oh my! I'm never going to talk to this person. But to be fair, that meet absolutely terrified me. To see some of the people uh, in their It was, yeah, there was, it was just an experience and now I'm
0: hooked. (laughs) And then like him and Anthony basically like crushed continuing education for like a number of years, just like learned as much as their brains would fit. Mm -hmm. And I got to bear witness to that. Like sometimes just like Dean would try and summarize what he was learning and none of it really made sense to me. And then I'd have to wait like a few months for it to start to make sense to me or for him to be able to like articulate it in a slowed down manner because like so much of the material that they did they would cram that like as fast as they could they were basically it was like like high intensity interval training with information in their brain <laughs> like
1: yeah they're, they're like next level intelligent and it's with anthony i'm i'm, I'm not surprised and i shouldn't say I'm surprised with Dean cuz I'm not. It's just like how are you doing this? How are you absorbing this much information and functioning? <laughs> cuz there it can be very overwhelming and debilitating to an
0: extent. Well, it that's kind of I never saw it affect any of their interactions other than like the downtime. Like when they're just between clients and going to reset and just some of the stuff that they'd say, I'm like, what, what? <laughs> it's just, there's so much information going through. And you just, you can't
1: process it. And
0: it's cool that to is... see. Cause like anybody that it would ever be like, oh man, like I'm seeing people that are getting places in their career and it's like, they put in work. Yeah. Like it doesn't just happen. You put in the work, you do the same thing consistently you make it happen. If it's, if it's Andrew Coates, he's drinking the Giants' milk. And I make jokes, but like, it's he thrives off of his routine. Mm-hmm. And because he's put in that routine over time through all the ups and downs of his life, mm-hmm. it's paid off. Yeah. And it's just a reminder for anybody listening that say say there's like newer trainers listening and they're, oh, well, how, how do I make a go of it? Well, you identify a few things in your life and you figure out what you need and you keep that around and you make that continue Mm -hmm. and continue and continue and maybe that means you gotta have your ice cream every week well, Mm -hmm. that's a non-negotiable now so I have a question that I ask all of my guests and it is if you had one piece of advice on how to authentically live your life to the fullest, what would that piece of advice be?
1: speak from the heart sweet Yeah. Um, I got asked actually last week how I speak with such I guess wisdom I don't think I speak with wisdom but like she just said like you speak so well you're so good with words how I want to be like you how do I do this and my best response was just speak from the heart because everything I don't have to think about what i'm saying because what i'm saying is honest and true and the only way you can speak like that is i believe if it comes from the
0: heart agreed and that summarizes it up so thank you for joining me thank you for having me good episode i really enjoyed that episode the first one of season two kind of exciting with this being a podcast that you know like anybody starts something and it's like well are they gonna keep it up well i kept it up for a full year Thanks for the support up to this point. We are now 64 episodes into the lifestyle chase. I hope you're subscribed, that would be pretty freaking sweet. And if you're not, I understand. Just try to listen to more than one episode. That would mean a lot. If you can, pick a stranger. Pick a stranger to learn more about. Because honestly, you can learn something about everybody. And if that's where your head is at, you're gonna go places. I, I truly believe it. So thanks for listening.